What do coaches around the Big Ten have to say about Penn State in 2021? Well, let's find out in today's episode. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you have any questions about fantasy football before you make your draft picks, don't miss the Locked On Fantasy Live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts are going to answer all of your questions live, or you can submit them ahead of time to their Twitter account at Locked On Network on Twitter. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, the editor of NittanyLionsWire.com, a part of the USA Today Sports Media Group, and a contributor to AthlonSports.com. And we're going to talk about something that was recently shared on Athlon Sports as they took a look around the entire Big Ten and found out what coaches around the conference had to say anonymously about their coaching peers around the conference. So today we're going to dig in a little bit and see what some of these coaches said anonymously about Penn State at the recent Big Ten Media Day. So we'll have some fun with that, take a look and see what some of the uh, the opinions are around the conference on your Nittany Lines. And of course, if you want to make sure you never miss a single episode, now would be a great time to make sure you're hitting that follow button or that plus mark or the subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you may be using right now. We want to make sure you never miss a single episode. So whatever your app of choice is, we highly recommend the Odyssey app, of course. Uh, it's the best way to get all of your episodes of Locked on Nittany Lines, Locked on Big Ten, Locked on Bets, Everything else across the Locked On Podcast Network, you can get your sports radio stations, you can get your music stations, your news, and of course an assortment of other podcasts out there right on the Odyssey app. Download it on your phone, take it in the car, take it on the bus, take it on the train, take it to work, take it to the gym, just load it up when you're on the beach, whatever the case may be, the Odyssey app is going to have you covered. But of course, we're available on all the podcasting platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So however you're listening to my voice, make sure you're giving us a follow right now and never miss a single episode. And if you want to help us out a little bit more, leave those five-star ratings and reviews wherever possible. That helps with our placement across those podcasting platforms. And of course, we're gearing up for the start of the 2021 season. Now is a great time to get in on Locked On Nittany Lions and share the wealth, share the word uh, and spread the word, I should say, about this podcast moving forward. We can't do it without you guys. We also want to interact with you as well. So follow us on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. Make sure you're liking our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Locked On Nittany. And of course, we're also on Instagram. We're on Twitch. We're going to have YouTube up and running, hopefully very soon. So lots of fun stuff to be had, especially on game days. You never want to miss a tweet that we're putting out as Penn State is playing their games on Saturday. So we'll have a lot of fun on Twitter this season as well. So make sure you follow us there at Locked On Nittany. As we're heading into the start of the 2021 season, one of the biggest questions that I feel like I'm getting asked when I'm doing radio and podcast interviews talking about Penn State is, how much stock do we put in what happened in 2020 and carrying that over to 2021? What is the expectation for Penn State this season? Well, as we have seen in the recent preseason polls for the coaches poll in the AP Top 25 over the last week, a week and a half, we have seen that the national perception of Penn State is that it is still a Top 25 caliber program. And they are being put in a position in both of those preseason polls at number 20 in the coaches poll and number 19 in the AP poll, which we talked about earlier this week on the podcast. We can see that nationally, Penn State has something to prove if they are going to get back to being on the same level as a Big Ten contender, possible team that could be on the college football playoff radar. Obviously, there's a long way to go here, but you, you get the sense that 
people view Penn State as a good team. They don't say that last year was a, a complete foreshadowing of unfortunate things to come for this program, but they're being put in a position where they're going to have to earn back some of the respect, and I think that that is perfectly fair. So one of the questions that I think a lot of coaches around the Big Ten have is whether or not the 2020 season was a fluke, was it due to the pandemic, or is that what Penn State has truly become? So let's take a look at three quotes that really kind of focus in on this part of the equation for Penn State coming into the 2021 season. Again, if you want to check out the full story on athlonsports.com, I'll provide a link in the show notes for this uh, episode. So if you want to go check out uh, everything that was anonymously said about Big Ten coaches, uh, definitely go check that out. I did highlight the Penn State-specific quotes uh, over on NittanyLionsWire.com, so we've got a link for that as well. So here's one of the things that the coach said anonymously about Penn State in 2021. And the quote is, We'll find out pretty quickly if they've used the pandemic year as an excuse for the record or if things really just got sideways on them. The talent on this team should make them better by default. But even with the amount of distractions last year, what you saw on the field was poorly coached football. Here's another quote. This is going to be a fascinating team to watch. Franklin is going to try to convince his program everything that went wrong last year can be contained to last year, and I'm not so sure it can be. Another interesting quote. Here's one more. If it was a culture issue of James Franklin, James should have been able to see that coming before the year. End quote. So those are three quotes that take a look at what happened last year and seems to place more blame on James Franklin than... Um, I don't know if it's necessarily warranted. Uh, there seems to be some suggestions that maybe the culture at Penn State has changed. Maybe there's a few more things internally that just aren't clicking for Penn State, and maybe James Franklin needs to retool a little bit. So I'm looking at these quotes, and I'm feeling like they are pretty critical of James Franklin. And again, uh, you know I'm a big fan of James Franklin, and I think he's done a lot of really good things for this program. I have always said, though, that he does have some faults. There's no question about that. He has some flaws in his uh, coaching, uh, game day decision making. I, I get that. And I totally hear all of those conversations. But to suggest that there's a little bit of a culture issue, I'm not sure I'm buying into that. But again, based on what we saw last year, I do think that that's one of the things that needs to be addressed or at least needs to be calmed down, I think, as far as where this Penn State program is right now. I don't think there's any question that uh, the culture of Penn State, I don't think, is a problem. Uh, and I, I'm a little surprised that some of these coaches are going in that direction. Obviously, they, they look at things a little bit differently than I do. And they probably aren't as optimistic as I am either. But I just feel as though those are pretty critical of James Franklin. I don't think this is a culture issue. I think last year happened the way it did because Penn State had injuries. Penn State had uh, COVID situations. You didn't have cohesive practices. You didn't have everybody available on a daily basis, basically. It was a rough year for Penn State all around. I don't think you can blame it on a culture thing. Uh, I think people look at the fact that Michael Parsons decided to opt out uh, and focus on the NFL draft. Penn State gets off to a really bad start, historically bad, for the program with an 0-5 start. Things just weren't going well. Things got sideways really quickly. But then they kind of overlooked the fact that Penn State did put things together in the second half of the season. They end the game on a four-game winning streak. So I don't think you can totally dismiss this. And I will say that the schedule was easier in the second half of the season. So let's throw that into the conversation as well. But I, I think if this was a culture problem, I don't think Penn State finishes last year on a four-game winning streak feeling good about themselves going into the offseason. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm a little biased there. But I, I don't really buy the 
idea that there's a little bit of a culture issue developing or devolving at Penn State. But let me know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter. What do you think about these anonymous quotes? We'll get into some more coming up in our next segment, taking a look at what's going to happen with his offense. So next week, I'm going to pack up the car, put, you know, take my wife and my dog down to North Carolina. It's going to be a nice little car trip, get away. But of course, if I'm going on hitting the road for a vacation, I need to make sure my car is in working order and everything is ready to go. Best place for me to get everything I need is rockauto.com. That's right. They are the family business. They've been serving customers all of their auto parts needs and supplies for 20 years. And the reason that is, is because they know what it takes to make a satisfied customer feel like family, getting the good deals and not being taken advantage of. Look, we all hate going into a store, going into the aisle, flipping through that little cross-reference guide, trying to find the exact model number of something that we're looking for that we may not have any clue what it even looks like if you're like me. Uh, well, that's where Rock Auto comes and saves the day because all you have to do is go to their website, rockauto.com. You enter the make and model of your vehicle, your car, your truck, doesn't matter what you're driving. You enter the make and model of that in their website and they bring you up their entire catalog of everything they have available specifically for your vehicle. They know what you need. And they're going to give you the best prices available, whether you know what you're talking about with cars or not. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Don't forget to write locked on in there. How did you hear about this box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. If you've got fantasy football in your mind, make sure you check out the Wednesday night live show from Locked On Fantasy. They're going to answer all of your fantasy football questions before you head into your draft. But, you know, maybe you don't want to wait that long. Maybe you want to jump into some fantasy action right now. Daily fantasy sports. That's where all the rage is right now. And, of course, Stat Hero, they're changing the game. Okay, Daily Fantasy Sports can be pretty intimidating. It can be pretty challenging, but not with Stat Hero. And here's why. Because Stat Hero is the first ever Daily Fantasy Sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups. They dare you to beat them. It's basically just you versus the house, one-on-one, head-to-head, a head-to-head fantasy matchup that favors you because you know what lineup you're going up against. When you play some of these other daily fantasy sports, you're going in with pools of thousands of people. You don't know what their rosters are. There's no way you could know what their rosters are. But Stat Hero, they tell you exactly what their lineup card looks like so you can challenge and create your roster based on what you know you're going up against. It's like having the inside scouting report. It's like being the New England Patriots and knowing exactly what's coming right? So the stat hero, that's why they're changing the game. That's why you want to give them a chance to see what they can do with your daily fantasy sports action. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free right now. You can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Okay. Go to stathero.com slash locked on stathero.com slash locked on. So if you've been keeping up to date with everything that I've been saying on this podcast this offseason, you probably have heard me say on more than one occasion that Penn State made an obvious upgrade at the offensive coordinator position by hiring Mike Yersich, who was a part of that Texas staff that, of course, uh, parted ways with the Longhorns, giving a coaching change in Austin. That was a great opportunity for James Franklin to seize the opportunity to grab an offensive coordinator that probably fits him a little bit better. All right, look. I'm not going to be disrespectful to Kirk Shiraka at all. I feel like he probably had a tough start because he didn't have a chance to coach his players in the spring, work on the system. They didn't have any spring football practices. At some point, though, you had to move on from those excuses. And I feel as though Mike Yersich is just a better offensive coordinator anyway. So if you have an opportunity to bring in an offensive coordinator that you feel is an upgrade and maybe suits you a little bit better, your style and your talent a little bit better, 
why not go all out that so the sudden change at offense coordinator took some people by surprise but again i just think the opportunity was right uh if mike yersich wasn't available with a coaching change at texas maybe this never happens maybe kirk Sherrock is going into his second full season as penn state's offense coordinator but nonetheless mike yersich is in kirk Sherrock is out i forget where kirk Sherrock is right now uh, i think he's an analyst somewhere but uh that's another story for another day bottom line is I'm a big fan of the addition of Mike Yursich. I know that he made his uh, name first and foremost with Shippensburg of all schools. Uh, went on to Oklahoma State, has played a, or coached at Ohio State, coached at Texas, obviously, and now coaching at Penn State. So I'm very excited to see what he does with this offense, and that's why I'm pretty optimistic about what Penn State can do. But of course, that was one of the talking points for some of these anonymous quotes coming out from Big Ten coaches recently at Big Ten Media Day. Here are two quotes about uh, Mike Yursich and the offensive coordinator change at Penn State. Here's the first quote. Kirk's uh, firing is understandable to some. To other guys, it's pretty rough. You can't put everything on him. Some stats, they weren't that bad, but they had trouble finishing drives. I'm going to interject right here and say that Penn State also had trouble starting drives. (laughs) So that was a big problem for Penn State last year. Uh, And I do kind of agree that it's not fair to put all the blame on Kirk Shiraka because of the way that things went down in 2020. Uh, I just feel as though um, yeah, at some point you run out of excuses and there was enough talent there to be better or more efficient with the offense than Kirk Shiraka seemed to have. Uh, here's the other quote. Uh, Mike Yersuch seems more like a Franklin guy. He's really fiery and more hands-on with players. End quote. Okay, so that's the other thing that I'm getting at. I just feel as though James Franklin likes to have coaches that kind of uh, have the same personality, same mentality, same coaching philosophies. And given this quote, it does suggest that uh, Mike Yersich is probably going to be a little bit, I guess, more hands-on with the offense, obviously, and just with the coaching techniques. The fact that he's a quarterback coach, too, I do feel like is going to benefit a guy like Sean Clifford. Uh, I've always said, or I've been saying for a while, that I think this year we see the best form of Sean Clifford. I don't know how good the best form of Sean Clifford is, but I think we're going to get the best of Sean Clifford has to offer this upcoming season. I think he's going to be more efficient. I think he's going to be more reliable and obviously cutting down on the turnovers will be a huge swing uh, because the, the offensive production is there. We know that they put up the numbers last year as far as yards are concerned. They scored some points. I'm not too concerned about moving the football. I'm concerned about starting to move the football and avoiding those costly turnovers. So I think that there's a a pretty big opportunity to have a big positive swing in the offense going into this upcoming season. Uh, Speaking of the offense, let's get into a couple of the anonymous quotes about the offense. Here's two that uh, really stuck out. Here's the first one. They have good running back depth and some nice pieces on offense. And I think Mike Yersich is really creative play caller. So it's going to come down to how comfortable they are with the quarterback and vice versa. Here's the other quote. Getting wide receiver Jahan Dotson back was absolutely huge for them. That was James recruiting hard, end quote. There's a, there's no doubt that the running back depth, I think, is actually a strength for Penn State this year. I've been saying it all along. As long as Noah Kane is healthy, this running game is going to be in really good hands, even if he's not healthy. The depth, I think, is there. Kevon Lee, I think, uh, took advantage of some of his opportunities last year. I think Devin Ford is still a guy that can contribute, even though he's down on the depth chart right now. A lot of excitement about Keziah Holmes. I'm a big fan of the addition of John uh, Jonathan Lovett to the program, uh, the transfer from Baylor. The, the pieces are there. You got three Doak Walker Award watch list players <laughs> right in your running back room. Not a bad place to start. And uh, yes, obviously getting Jahad Dotson back on offense was huge because we already know that there is some questions about the wide receiver's ability to make some big plays. 
You don't have to worry about that with Dotson, but at least you have that in your arsenal. And then you're just looking to see if you can develop some of those other guys. So I, I think, uh, obviously, James Franklin is a really good recruiter. We've seen that with what he's doing in the class of 2022 uh, that continues to lead the nation in the recruiting rankings on 24-7 sports. I just checked it the other day, uh, or yesterday, I should say. So <laughs> there's still a lot going on there. And, yeah, getting Dotson back, that's a nice recruiting victory for James Franklin's class of 2021, if you want to call it that. So I, I do think that uh, having Dotson back, having Sean Clifford working with Mike Yarosich, having the running back depth, uh, having what should be one of the better offensive lines under James Franklin, all the pieces are there. That, that quote is absolutely nail on the head, spot on. There's no question about that. Mike Yarosich being a creative play caller, let's see what he does. Uh, you know, this, We've seen it before, what he can do. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does at Penn State. But these all go hand in hand with the idea that I've been trying to convey for the last couple of months. There's a good opportunity for this offense. This could be a good Penn State offense. I'm not saying it's going to be great. I'm not saying it's going to be the best in the Big Ten, but there's far more opportunity to succeed with this offense than I think there is failure. So Penn State football is just a couple of weeks away. The college football season is just around the corner. Now is a great time to take a look at some of those early lines for those week zero games and those week one games. Penn State is still a four point underdog on the road against the Wisconsin Badgers over on Bet Online. And of course, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can take a look at those early college football lines and those future prop bets, and they've pretty much got everything covered for college football. Of course, baseball pennant races are starting to heat up, so you might want to get in on that action as well. And there's also that thing called professional football, which some people like to dabble in as well. So no matter what you're looking for, BetOnline is going to have you covered. They've got the, the daily lines. They've got the point spreads. They've got the prop bets, the future picks, conference picks, Heisman Trophy. Get in on all that stuff while you can. And, of course, if you like that Penn State plus four or plus three and a half, whatever the line ends up being, I, I advise you to go run with it because I haven't given my official prediction, but that's the way I'm leaning right now. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action right now with Bet Online. All you have to do is go to the website, betonline.ag, and you can do this on your mobile device. You can do it on your laptop or your desktop, wherever the case may be. Sign up today. It's totally free to do so. And you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That is free money. You listen to the Locked On Bets podcast, they'll tell you how to best put that money to your use. And of course, you're going to start earning some big money with those bets so go to bet online because they are your online sportsbook experts i know i talk a lot about what i'm expecting out of this penn state offense this year and i just feel like it's so easy to get wrapped up in the offensive storylines for penn state given the fact that there's a new offensive coordinator seeing that we've seen out of sean clifford the last couple years you've got one of the best wide receivers in the big 10 jihad dotson you've got great running back depth that's evidenced by the doke walker watch list and so it's so easy to focus so much energy on what Penn State's going to do on the offense. But what about the defense? Look, we already know how strongly I feel about Penn State at the secondary positions with defensive backs and, and safeties. They're in good shape there. The linebackers, they're probably going to be just fine, right? The defensive line has some questions, but I feel like the additions to the transfer portal are going to help plug those holes fairly easily. So I understand now that there is a little bit more of a concern at the defensive end position, which we've talked about recently. But I just feel like... There's enough of a track record to suggest that Penn State's defensive line is probably going to be okay. The linebackers are always going to be pretty solid. And the secondary, I think, is a real strength for this Penn State defense. But what does the coach say anonymously from the Big Ten about Penn State's defense? The only one quote that Athlon Sports shared, 
here's what it said. Defensively, they're more talented this coming year from back to front, and they have to replace some guys on the line. Brent Pry has been so consistent with those guys, you know what you're getting there. He's a great recruiter, and they like to let their guys loose to make plays. They're not going to chess match you. They want to lean on their talent first and impose their will. End quote. That, I think, is the perfect summation of what Penn State's defense is. They may not have the the top tier talent at every position but they will outwork you and they will not be afraid to let those guys you know wreck havoc if they possibly can and you know, kind of go off the the grid a little bit and try to their own thing just to be aggressive so they like to be selectively aggressive and there may be times when maybe they're overly aggressive but it feels like it works Penn State's defense, I think, was put in some really bad spots last year based on the turnovers. I remember going back, looking at some of those turnovers. I mean, I think Indiana started one drive on the four-yard line. I can't ask the defense to do a whole lot with that. It would be great if they uh, were able to hold off Indiana from scoring a touchdown. But, you know, I just feel like some of the defensive numbers weren't necessarily the defense's fault. So if you look at the points per game, the the points given up, you got to look and see where the opponent was on those drives again started a drive on the four yard line i can't ask the defense to do a whole lot with that too many times i mean you can only bail out your offense for their mistakes so many times uh and eventually even a really good defense is going to uh, be unable to hold that so i think the defense was put in some really bad spots last year didn't help and again they're not totally blameless in some of the things that we saw last year but I do think that if you look at Penn State defenses over the years, um, they get some really great players. There's no question about that. And Michael Parsons was certainly among them. But this is a defensive unit that I feel as though is going to be pretty aggressive. And that just seems to be the bread and butter for what Penn State does. I think that quote set it up perfectly, uh, saying that they're not going to chess match you, but they will use their talent to their advantage. And Penn State has talent. They get the most out of their players at these positions. And that's why you see, you know, when they have questions at positions like defensive end or defensive tackle, they find ways to get those players to uh, step up and really produce. Now, sometimes it might take a little bit longer for that uh, production to come or that uh, defensive pressure to develop, but it's going to be there. Now, I think the fact that Penn State has to open up the season on the road against a quality opponent like Wisconsin, it certainly sets the tone that you need to get things in gear right away because going up against some of these offensive lines that Penn State's going to face this year, Wisconsin, Iowa, Ohio State, Indiana's got a good line. Michigan always seems to have a pretty good line too, usually. And this is going to be a big test for this Penn State defensive line because after sending off players to the NFL, through the transfer portal, bringing in a couple of new additions. You need to get that line in gear as quickly as you can. I have faith that they can do it. I don't know if it'll all come together in week one. <laughs> it, it sure hope so, uh, considering that I think that Penn State can win that game. But that's going to be a big key, uh, certainly for week one. But I think as the season progresses, you know, Auburn's another offensive line that's going to be coming into Happy Valley that it has to be reckoned with. So uh, there are some stiff challenges and the defensive line is where it's all going to start for this Penn State defense. It's going to make or break your year, I think. If you don't get this defensive line figured out in a hurry, you could be in some real trouble because even if the linebackers are really good, even if the secondary is excellent, if you don't have a defensive line, you're going to be in some serious trouble this year because there are some really good offensive lines that are going to be on this Penn State schedule this year, starting in week one against the Wisconsin Badgers. 
That's going to do it for today's episode, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of Locked on Nittany Lions on whatever app you may be listening to us on. Make sure you check out some of the other great content across the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On Big Ten. And don't forget about Locked On Bets, you know, because betting on college football doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the Locked On Bets podcast, it's hosted by your boy Q and, of course, handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You get daily picks. You get blowout specials. And my personal favorite, the wrong team favored picks. I'm telling you, Wisconsin might be the wrong team favored pick in week one. I'm just putting that out there right now. But, of course, Lee Sterling is also going to give you his lock of the day. So check out the Locked on Bets podcast. It's brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, and you can get it wherever you get your podcasts, including the awesome Odyssey app. Make sure you download that Odyssey app. Listen to all your episodes of Locked on Newton Lines and Locked on Bets and Locked on Big Ten as well. Lots of good stuff across the Locked on Podcast Network. You can get it all on the Odyssey app. You can take it on the go with you as well. Of course, we're available wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So make sure you follow us on your preferred podcasting app. Don't forget to leave those five-star ratings and reviews coming in. It really helps us out with our placement across those various podcasting apps. And as I've said before, no better time to get in on the Locked on Nittany Lines podcast than right now. We're heading into our first full uninterrupted season of Penn State coverage right here on the Locked on Nittany Lines podcast with me as the host. And I can't wait to bring it to you every step of the way from start to finish. So make sure you get in on it right now. Also, feel free to reach out to us on our social media accounts. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch. We're going to get YouTube up and running very soon. The username is Locked On Nittany across the board. So send us your questions, send us your comments. We'll get them involved in an upcoming episode. I am Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Don't forget, I'm the editor of NittanyLionsWire.com on the USA Today Sports Media Group. So go ahead and check out all of our ongoing Penn State coverage, getting you set for the start of the season. Also contributed to AthlonSports.com, which is where all these anonymous quotes came from. Check today's show notes for a link to that. And, of course, I'm also on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire if you want to check me out there. Have a great day, everybody. We'll come back to it again very soon with some more Penn State coverage. If you've got questions, we can answer them on an upcoming podcast, but you got to tweet them to us at LockedOnNittany. Thanks for listening once again. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon.